What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 137 are open. Joining me on the show this week, once again, is no one, but uh, we do have uh, some things planned. I'm not going to be by myself the whole time. At least it's not going to seem like it. So basically, over the show, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the uh, random news that happened, but the main thing is the Nintendo Direct. We got a, a mini Nintendo Direct over the oh, the last week. Just randomly dropped in the morning, and it was very exciting. We got some uh, new details on some brand new games, which is good. So I'll be ringing Bryce to uh, have a quick discussion about some of the games he liked and uh, all of that fun stuff. Um but just an update on Bryce, he's still feeling a bit crook, so he doesn't want to be talking the whole podcast and uh, most certainly does not want to come over here. Um, I'll slap him in the face before he uh, comes over to my house and spreads whatever he's got to me. Um, but like I said last week, don't know, don't think it's uh, you know the virus, the, the pandemic that's going on. We might just have a cold, hopefully. Um, but apart from that, it's all going good. Uh, so basically... Just want to talk about uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a thrown together show this week. Still been pretty busy at work. My I've been lucky enough that work hasn't stopped for me, so I've still been uh, shearing and all that fun stuff. So um, I'm uh, you know quite physically uh, tired at the moment, but uh, that's all good because I know a lot of people out there um, are in a lot of less fortunate positions where they don't have work and, and income at the moment. So I'm 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 happy for that. But before we get to uh, Bryce and uh, the other guests I've got planned, which has uh, already been recorded, it's an interview with uh, my friend Defer, who was actually on episode uh, 37 back in the day. He was like our second guest, and he's a competitive uh, esports player, and he, he used to be, well, he certainly is still into arms, but he used to be... Um, competing on the uh, professional circuit and all of that fun stuff. And as soon as I heard that the next Smash character was going to be arms-related, I uh, knew that I had to go and talk to him about it all. And we had a really good half-an-hour discussion about Super Smash Bros. arms, um, potential of a sequel and all that fun stuff. I'm, I'm saying fun stuff a lot. I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just looking optimistic. It's, uh, it's all fun stuff. You know, we're talking about Nintendo. It is fun stuff. It's not a, it's not, it's not boring stuff. It's certainly not boring stuff. Oh god, <laughs> I'm rambling. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry. Um, so basically, what I've been playing, like I said, haven't been playing a whole lot. Been playing Animal Crossing. Even that slowed down a little bit just because uh, when I get home, I kind of just have a shower, um, watch some YouTube, go to bed. Um, I have been managing to. Uh, go in and like do some fishing and harvest my fruit and all that I've planted. And I've got like heaps of orange trees planted at the moment, which I go in and I shake them all down, sell them, and I get roughly um, 50,000 bells for doing it. So I do that every now and again, and that's paying, that's paid off my house. So I, sh- I need to check it after the podcast to make sure that Tom Nook's uh, done everything right. The builders haven't uh, put in some, you know, faulty drywall or anything like that. I've got to make sure that uh, the builders do a good job. Um, but apart from that, man, not a whole lot. Been dipping back into Pokemon Sword. Uh, obviously, the uh, G-Max um, raids get uh, rotated every month or so. 
So I've gone in and uh, caught all the, the G-Max forms that I didn't have before, which was actually all of them. There was a G-Max Copperage, G-Max Charizard. I had G-Max Charizard. Um, who, who were the other ones? I've actually forgotten. <laughs> oh, uh, G-Max uh, Draladon and G-Max, who was the other one? Oh, um, what's his name? Garbodor. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, quite often forget Garbodor because why would I remember him? Why would I remember Garbodor? Oh, Garbodor's cool. He gets a lot of shit. To, to be fair, in Pokemon uh, Black and White, everyone's saying, oh, there's literally a rubbish bag Pokemon. It's like, that's fine. What's wrong with a rubbish bag Pokemon? He's cool. He's a poison type. He's uh, essentially what a, a Grimer or a Muck is. You know, leave him alone. And he's pretty cute too. You know, you know what? Just uh, leave him alone. So, yeah, I really haven't been playing too much. Um, just been uh, working, keeping busy. Um yeah, and actually uh, this weekend as well, I was going to like record the podcast and had some things planned. So um, just to the people in our Discord community that I said, oh, would you like to come on the show and all that type of thing? Uh, it fell f- through because that day was when I was going to have uh, my wedding, which got cancelled. Um, so I really shouldn't have been <laughs> planning stuff that day anyway. Um, so I spent the day with Chantel and we um, pretty much, we didn't do a whole lot. We went sort of a walk on the beach Um later that evening but to be fair there was no one on the beach we're not uh, any of those people at St Kilda or Bondi Beach we're all close together and um, being being dinguses to put it in a very nice way um, don't do that people for goodness sakes if you're in Australia yeah so let's uh, this this uh, I guess we're going to move straight into news like I'm this is going to be a pretty quick episode I'm sorry but I do just uh, I want to put something at least out there in case uh in case you're like, oh, I feel like listening to the house tomorrow, but I don't know. How many people is that? I've got no idea. So let's just let's jump into the news. There's, a, there's a one big uh, chunk of direct to get into, so let's go. Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. Woohoo! My body is still So just before we get into the direct news, we've got two uh, sort of rumors. Well, not two rumors. One's a rumor. And this one is from NintendoLife.com. And the title is, League suggests Flipnote Studio is coming to Nintendo Switch. So if you guys remember Flipnote from the 3DS, it's basically um, an application that allows you to draw and animate your drawings, which is really, really cool. Um, and obviously, it's really suited to what the DS and the 3DS were. So um, the article reads, Flipnote Studio, the popular animation uh, sharing app, which appeared on DSi and 3DS, could be coming to the Nintendo Switch if a new rumor is to be be believed. A series of screens apparently taken from a Switch version of the game have leaked online. And I've activated Siri while saying that. I don't know why. Go away, phone. <laughs> because it's hooked up to my uh, my device here, and if it makes a sound, it's going to come through. So, um, Didn't have to tell you that, but I did. I'm an honest man. Um, Back to the article. According to Source Gaming, the shots are from a development build and were accidentally shared online by someone within Nintendo in Japan. While it could be fairly easy to fake screens like this, Source Gaming had taken a good look at the Japanese text and stated that it checks out. Again, that doesn't mean... Uh, this is 100% true. Anyone who owns the originals and can speak Japanese could fake this. But if it is a fake, it's a pretty solid mock-up. Uh, take a look at the screens below and let us know if uh, what you make of this rumor. And obviously, you guys can't see it unless you click on the article, which I will link below so you can go and have a look at the screens while you're listening to this. 
But yeah, I guess the screens look legit. We all know from all the Smash uh, fake leaks and everything that people are very talented out there. So who knows? I mean, it looks uh, it looks very plausible. And uh, but I guess I guess the reason is like with with the 3ds and obviously the DS. Uh, you had a stylus. It was like it made so much sense to be able to draw. With the Switch, it doesn't make as much sense. I know you can go and buy a, a stylus from Big W or Target or whatever and it'll work with the Switch. Any any sort of um, stylus that works with an iPad uh, or your phone's touchscreen, it will work with the Switch. But um, yeah, it doesn't make quite as much sense, but it will be really cool just for like the infrastructure of Nintendo Online and everything to be able to share these things because it was a lot of fun just to go through and look at people's like silly little videos. Um, and it is something I miss. It would be cool to like get a bit more of a modern take on it and see how it, uh, how it all goes. All right. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say on that. Uh, next up is Animal Crossing New Horizons has sold... Uh, 90% of its internal stock in Japan. So, um, new information about Animal Crossing New Horizons sale figures in Japan. Um, Dengrassi uh, says the game has sold 1,831,000 copies in Japan in the first week of availability. This is 90% of the game's internal stock uh, compared to Animal Crossing New Leaf that sold only um, uh, 500,000 and 58,000 in the first week and it went on to sell 4 million in its lifetime. What's even more impressive is is that Animal Crossing's New Horizons uh, sold more in its first week than Pokemon Sword and Shield did in the same period. Pokemon Sword and Shield sold uh, 1.5 million copies in the first week of Japan. uh, In Japan, yes. Um, Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit last week, how Animal Crossing sales were coming out and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Animal Crossing is typically a series, but it started off very niche and not until um, New Leaf on the 3DS back in 2013 that it really like took off um, and become one of Nintendo's biggest selling series. And it's it's only it's only going off from here. It's uh, really quite impressive what's uh, what's going on with Animal Crossing. And like I said last week, really happy to see it. And I what's even more shocking is that like. They haven't even counted digital sales yet. So um, a lot of people like myself have gone digital just because it's more convenient. Uh, I don't have a shop within 50Ks that sells Animal Crossing. So I've got to get in the car and do a half half an hour trip just to get to my closest EB Games or Big W. Um, So, you know, that's a pain in the ass. And it's it's pretty much the same price once I get the, uh, the coupons for being a Nintendo Online member. And... It's just a much more convenient. Even if you live in the city, you can just like, oh, I'm going to download it and it'll be done in the morning or I can play it as soon as it unlocks. Um, I know, like, I used to be the person that was like, oh, I like my collection. You know, behind me, I've got my DS collection, my 3DS collection, my Game Boy Advance games, my Wii games, my Wii U games, my PS3 games, my PS4 games, my Vita games. Like, I, I love my collection. And it really took, it really, at the start of the uh, Switch generation, it really did, take it took a lot out of me saying all right i'm going digital just because by the end of the 3ds i was so sick of saying okay i'm going to take animal crossing pokemon with me and you're like you take it out the the case you put it into your thing then you've got to swap them around all the time and i started playing just a lot more eShop games my like indie games that i had downloaded just because i could just jump between them um i i know this uh this argument is just 
said to death by now. I know everyone gets it. Everyone's sort of chosen their side of uh, how they want to uh, play their games, and that's fair enough. I'm just uh, I'm talking to myself, so I need to I need uh, talking points, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so yeah, Animal Crossing. It's gonna be it's gonna be massive. I can't believe it's outsold Pokemon. That is, uh, I I uh, wouldn't have put I wouldn't have bet money that it would have outsold Pokemon in the first week. Let's see let's see how it continues to go because Pokemon we haven't had um, updated sales for that game since I guess the start of the year. We will be getting a uh, new sales figures with the new financial year very soon because at the end of March. Um, so they'll be dropping very soon and we'll get new updated sales figures of where Pokemon Sword and Shield are. Last time they were about 16 point something. I don't have that up in front of me at the moment, but that is just off memory. Um, and that was, that's huge. So whether Animal Crossing still has the running legs and obviously at the moment, just with how popular the game is on Twitter and Facebook and just online in general, uh, people's circumstances of being stuck at home, needing a more positive, lighthearted game, um, it just seems like I don't think uh, the success of Animal Crossing will be stopping anytime soon, which is which is great. I'm really happy to see that. Um, so let's move into the direct, and this was really really quite cool because um, we've only only a couple of times have we had just a random direct just appear out of nowhere without saying, "Hey guys, there's a direct in tomorrow. It's going to be live streamed, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And I'm really happy that it wasn't sort of talked about before because uh, while the stuff in there was really cool and a like a lot of it has me excited, even even if it's not necessarily something I'm going to go and pick up. Um, it is good just to have it on Switch, whether it's like one of the third-party games from 2K or even stuff from Nintendo, like the even the indie published stuff by Nintendo and everything. It's just like a lot of neat stuff. But if they if if Nintendo came out and they said, "Hey, there's going to be a mini direct. It goes for half an hour. Um, see you tomorrow." People are going to be like, "Oh my god, where's Breath of the Wild?" Uh, we've got a a sequel to Mario Odyssey. There's a lot going on, and uh, obviously none of that came true. But what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to call Bryce. I'm going to give him a ring, and because uh, he doesn't he doesn't want to talk the whole episode because he's got a, he's got a sore throat, and I think we can all relate to that. We've all had sore throats before, or have we? If you haven't, you've got an amazing immune system. Congratulations on that. Um, here we go. So, hello, hello, Bryce DeWitt. You're on the house tomorrow. How you going, my friend? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, how how, good. how have you been? I haven't talked to you for a week. How have you been? Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, recovering. I'm still sick. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've got a bit of a cough now too. I like it. It, it makes me a little bit worried, but I think I'm all right. I don't have any other symptoms. Um, oh well, that's good. Yeah, thanks, mate. Oh, I'm like I, I don't want I don't I don't want you to ex- expose yourself or anything, but I do, do you have any like flu symptoms or you just got like a bad cough or? Oh no, we've we've had like a full blown cough and but, uh, I'm not sure whether it's just uh, you know the flu or what, but I don't think um, I'm in for any trouble. So yeah, that's good. Um, so hmm. how's it? How's uh, Evie going? Has she gotten any better? Or uh, yeah, she she's uh, still got the cough, but unfortunately, uh, part of it. Um, she uh, had some other woes today, which uh, you'll probably find a bit. How you going? But how you going? Yeah. 
Yeah, she uh, dropped a switch and uh, almost broke the Joy-Con off a rail. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily enough, though, um, it wasn't completely torn off, so I just popped it back in. It's all right, but I don't know how, how that's going to go. All right, so, like, the, the actual, like, the rail attachment, like, sort of popped off a b- little bit. Yeah, the rail popped out of the Joy-Con. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that would be a little bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. Was she was she upset? Was she upset? <laughs> was, a little bit, yeah. was she upset or were you more upset? No. <laughs> no, no, she was fine. She was fine. Yeah, she's like, she's like, Dad will buy me another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm going to do, buddy, yeah, is um, I'm going to let you introduce this topic real quick, and I'm going to put you on mute because I'm going to go back into the loud for a second real quick. Okay. So okay. if you could just introduce what we're talking about, and then um, I will unmute when I'm ready. All right. Yep. Yeah, come back when you're ready, my friend. Okay. Thanks, buddy. So, I basically rang Bryce because um, he's a big, big, big Xenoblade fan and uh, obviously um, loves his JRPGs. I do do as well, but he, I would say he probably likes them a lot more, or not a lot more, but more more than I do. And he's he's a big fan of uh, the Bravely Default series as well, and obviously with Bravely Default 2. So, those those are the two games I'm sort of focusing on, but... Um, obviously it's a lot more fun to go through all this together. I haven't talked to him for a week. Um, like I said, so it's going to be a lot of fun just to sort of sit back, uh, talk through some of this and, uh, just have some fun, have some fun with it all. And, uh, yeah. Perfect. Whoa, whoa, he's back. Look at that. <laughs> I am back. Yeah. I'm uh, currently doing dadly duties while doing this. So. Well, look at um, that. Look at that. Yeah. You're, you're a man of many talents. A multitasking man. That's right. That's right. So, Bryce, mm-hmm. what, what was your first uh, impression when you woke up, early, like, in the morning? And, oh, there's a Nintendo Direct out. What was your first, like, feeling about that? Uh, it was absolutely mental. <laughs> yeah. I um, Nobody was obviously expecting it, and, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, I guess during the current climate of the world at the moment, that's kind of what we have to expect is just uh, little things popping up out of the blue and, um, just rolling with it, like you know, next week we could see a Breath of the Wild two trailer. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't so, think so. But <laughs> well, that's why I said who knows. But anyway, um, yeah. So I guess uh, my first thought was, oh shit, there's a Nintendo Direct out. So I better go watch it. So um, I sat down and watched it. I figured this was going to be the news, uh, especially considering that flash screen at the start. Um, I was like, okay, this is. You know what they can do in terms of this coronavirus crisis. We just have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I just took it as it was. I wasn't expecting anything too crazy. I was kind of hoping for a big, like a really big um, announcement, like a trailer of some kind or something that we've been waiting years for, like a well, Bayonetta or Breath of the Wild two or something like that. But we didn't quite get that. But we got some neat and interesting things that make me happy. So that's good. Yeah. So we got a release date for Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition, and it actually it actually was the rumored release date of uh, May 29th, which is pretty interesting. How remember how we talked about that on the yeah. show, and I'm like, oh, go and look at what date that was, and it was a Friday. We're like, huh, that could be it, and it and it was, it was right. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I mean, it's relatively close too, so I'm happy about that. Uh, luckily, thanks to what they've in place for the government and all that, I should still be able to get my hands on it, which is great because I'm looking so forward to that game. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so I guess um, just looking at it from what was shown, um, like, obviously, we'd already seen it before in, like, a mini trailer. It looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, I played that game in Anticipation for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I really wanted to get into the series. Mm-hmm. So uh, it worked out perfect, really. Um, uh, I played it, loved it. Got into the second one, loved that too. And now I get to play the first one again, but uh, in all its like, absolute HD glory, which um, I'm very happy about. And it's not even that far away. Yeah, only a few months away. So we got a, we got a main game. Um, we've got. I don't think we have anything for April necessarily, but it's at least third or first party. But you know, we've got Animal Crossing. I dare say that's going to last us a, a fair while if we uh, play through all the seasons and that, which uh, I plan on doing at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've sort of just been logging on Animal Crossing and doing a couple of things. I'm not going too hard on it, um, but it should, you know, just itch my Nintendo need for the next few months at the very least. Yeah, like um, I know like a lot of people are like really rushing to get everything and they're time traveling and doing all this different stuff and I'm sort of just like, I um, put down like the blueprints for uh, the villages that are going to move in. And it's like, you know how you have to go and get their furniture? You know you have to go and get their furniture and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that can wait. I just want to go fishing. <laughs> yeah, I did not do that straight away either because I looked at it and I'm like, I forgot to take <laughs> I want to do this right now. I'll just leave it. So I did. I left it a couple of days to come back to it and did it all in one sweep. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I'll do that too. Probably on the weekend or something when that comes up. Um, but Oh, you still haven't done it. No, I still haven't done it. No, I sort of just looked at it and went, nah, I'd rather do other things. I guess oh, I've done lots a whole bunch of things. You should probably do it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it unlocks the community center. It, up, it uh, unlocks uh, your town flag. It unlocks music tunes that has Isabel in the uh, thingy, you know. Yeah, I need to get off my... to do everything. Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just too lazy in Animal Crossing land to uh, to do it. I just want to sit back and harvest my fruit and sell, sell some fish. I think that's all That's all I felt like doing the other night. But yeah, I definitely will get around to doing it, Bryce. Yeah. Don't, don't you worry. Yeah. I'm not worrying, mate. Um, so, I guess uh, the one that... Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just about to ask you, so what do you think yeah. of the new um, sort of uh, prologue or epilogue uh, de- or s- bit of story that's added on to the game? Um, that is awesome um, because of a very particular reason that I won't go too much into spoiler territory for. Okay. Um, in case you're ever curious and want to play both the Xenoblades, but um, uh, it will help bridge the connection between the two games. Okay. Like quite a lot. Yep. Um, which is obviously really important, uh, especially if they're planning a third game. Um, it's not a spin-off like uh, um, Chronicles X was. Yep. Um, and hopefully it should um, shed some light on exactly what was going on because the games are sort of at the same time. Mm. So their timelines sort of meet up um, in that regard, yeah, uh, and just just seeing new content added to that game, including new areas and stuff like that, that is, you know, exactly what I want coming out of this remaster is a, a bit of additional extra content. I'm not sure um, how they're handling 
the end game this time around. Whether once you, because traditionally um, the first one, when you had beaten the final boss, you would go back to the start with all your stuff, and you'd get some stuff to go through the game with again, and keep going forward, and you can do that up to three times. Yeah. Um, before nothing else was added, so. I'm not sure whether it's going to be a case of, hey, you can, and you were forced to do that. Like, you couldn't just uh, stick around and do nothing. You had to start the game again. There was no choice. Mm. So, I'm wondering if they're going to have some new post game stuff that's not just that as well, like maybe some additional bosses and whatnot. Um, and then having the option to erase your save file and start again at any point. Yep. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they play it out because I would uh, really like to know. Yeah, it would be cool if they give you a reason to like stick around and you know do some more in-game content, maybe like what similar to what X did where it gives you like really hard bosses to really like strive to take down. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So the, um, yeah. the uh, epilogue story is called Future Connected. So um, just uh, hearing what you said, that makes a bit more sense, but it's like, you know, it's, it's going to be literally connecting probably the, the two stories um, I got no idea how. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't played the games. You do. Don't spoil it. <laughs> but yeah. no, yeah. Um, it, it and it should. And I mean, uh, the potential for what will happen for a third Xenoblade game will largely depend on what happens in this prologue, in my opinion. Mm. So. Let's hope it's a good one and let's hope it means good things for the series because I would love to see a third installment uh, in a couple of years. Yeah, I wonder if they're doing this to like, you know, set up for like, all right, like there might even be a tease like, you know, the rest of the story is coming in, you know, 2022 or something. There might be something at the end of the epilogue there, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be super dope. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, the the other the other series that you really love, Bryce, is uh, the Bravely Default. So Bravely Default Two, it was shown, and there was a demo release. I don't know. Have you had the time to try out the demo or anything like that? No, I'm probably not going to play the demo. Yep, yep. Um, the thing is, is when demos for these things come out, like you know, Path Traveler and uh, Xenoblade, um, and uh, Bravely Default Two. I know I'm going to love those games anyway. Yeah. So playing a demo is more or less just like a reason to get me even more hype. But because I'm hyped for so long, I get to release and then it, bring, it brings me down a bit. Mm. Um, the first two Bravely games are awesome, amazing games. They're probably the best unique um, JRPGs that Square Enix has put out in um a really long time at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. In terms of in terms of establishing new series, mm. um, so I'm excited about it enough as it is. I don't need the demo to tell me what I already know about Bravely Default, um, but I do want to know more about the game. Uh, so it's tempting. Uh, I won't go and play it, but that game looks awesome already. Um, I'm hoping it's fully voice acted, which it seems it mostly is. Um, the 3DS games were, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, seems like, it seems like the demo is going to be um, just, it's kind of like a beta, so they're sort of like asking for feedback about 
um, the different systems and how the game goes. Uh, like the demo, yeah. what you're playing the demo isn't going to be in the actual game itself um, at all, apparently. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm like you. I, I haven't played the the uh, demo and I don't know if I will because with Xenoblade coming out, I've only got so much time for um, these big RPGs. So I think I might just stick with uh, Xenoblade just because that's the one where I'm like, you know, it gets my attention the most. You need to play that game. Yeah, I know I do. It's definitely on. I've got <laughs> yeah, like a, need to play that game. Yeah, I've got like a list of like, you know, there's like games you need to play because of their their importance and whatever. And Xenoblade is definitely one of them. Um, I yep. uh, <laughs> like there was a while ago when I was pretty serious about uh, picking it up and I didn't really want to play it on Wii and I didn't, I, I got the, uh, the 3DS version because it was like super cheap. It was like, well, it was like 20 bucks on clearance. I'm like, oh, well, I might as well get it because, you know, it's just part of the collection yeah. type of thing. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to playing it just because of like how much of a downgrade it was. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like the perfect time. This, they're literally remastering it. Maybe it's just for me. I don't know. Maybe this is a sign from uh, Reggie himself. I don't know. It must be. I f- well, like. hopefully it is because uh, it's <laughs> definitely worth the play. It's one of those games that I couldn't get a hold of either, and at the time um, I was in. So I um, I believe it was the time. Yeah, I was because I'm pretty sure it was around the time I was moving here. Um, and I emulated it uh, because it was the only way to get me playing. Yeah. And. Um, I went through the entire game, and usually with emulators, I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's on an emulator. It's not fine. It doesn't have, like, you know, that achievement weight mm. that you get from actually playing it in its standard form." Yeah, if you know what I mean. Um, so, but with that game, it didn't bother me. I just kept going and going and going. I enjoyed it that much. It's uh, definitely the crowning achievement for. The week's life. Um, it was a even on Wii. It was a beautiful game for what that console could handle. It really pushed uh, boundaries and limits that that console had, and um, I'm excited to see it looking like even more spick than it was before. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy that the Wii could even handle it. <laughs> I don't know how it could handle it. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah no, neither do I. Look. It looked PS2-ish, but it it still did the job. Yeah, and I I always thought that like the 3DS was like a pretty similar power to the Wii, but um, that game just uh, showed us that no, that is not the case. <laughs> the Wii yeah. the Wii yeah, still got quite a bit more power than it. Um, so moving yeah. on, moving on to some other stuff th- throughout it, Bryce. What what were some other games you were like that piqued your interest that got you um, pretty excited about the next couple of months? I think mostly collection. So we had the uh, Bioshock collection and uh, the Borderlands collection, which, you know, yeah. um, a lot of people have been speculating for a long time mm-hmm. uh, with Borderlands. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, that's going to be really awesome to pick up and play those games again um, in a handheld form, uh, getting out and meeting up with people who have got it uh, with it in my pocket. Yeah, for sure. And then um, Bioshock is something I definitely need to play through. So a collection is yeah, I was going to ask actually, are you going to get um, Borderlands Collection on Switch after playing it multiple times on other consoles and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah, I probably will. Um, uh, I'll probably wait for it to drop in price a little bit, much like uh, the Bioshock Collection as well. Mm. 
but I intend to pick it up and, you know, uh, have some fun with it. Yeah, like, like I'm really excited for, like, those two collections um, as well, Borderlands and Bioshock. I'll, I'll probably definitely get Bioshock. Um, Borderlands will probably come down to whether you guys or you or anyone else gets it. I can play with them. Um, but just the, the problem with the Bioshock collection, this is just the Switch's problem in general with ports that come later. It's like, I really want to play Bioshock on Switch, um, but I've literally got Bioshock on Steam, which is um, then being upgraded to the the remaster that was done a couple of years ago. Um, on PlayStation <laughs> Plus, they gave out the, the Bioshock collection for free as well as the Borderlands <laughs> collection. So I've literally got them on PlayStation for free. Um Mm-hmm. And then on, on 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 Xbox with uh, Game Pass, uh, I'm not sure about Bioshock, but definitely the Borderlands Collection came to that, um, and I downloaded that. So I've got, literally got it on um, all of my pl- platforms. And with the Switch, they'll be asking you know 80 bucks for the collection, which is which isn't necessarily bad value for um, you know getting three games in one collection and you know how good they are and how yeah. long they are, but. At the same time, you know, I've I've literally got them. I didn't buy them, but I've yeah. I've got them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree with that sentiment, but uh, that's why I hunt for those kinds of things on sale, um, primarily, mm. uh, because I understand that you know they're really old at this point. I've played some of them, um, but the opportunity to go back and visit them again um, without having such a Dedicated screen time, screen time necessary, uh, necessary for it. Yeah, um, like sitting in front of the couch and doing it is great. Not that I don't have the time. Uh, with the way things are going, you know, we could be stuck inside for six months. So um, I have plenty of time to play games and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But you know, um, I don't know. We'll see where it comes down the line. I'm not pining for that type of thing, but it's exciting to see those series come to Switch. Yeah, and it's. They all- are, um, yeah, sorry, you, you, sorry, you go on. <laughs> no, they're, they're both very important series. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, and also I, I was going to say just with 2K, this is basically their first, like, huge push in the Switch. We've seen the, um, um, like, the basketball games and that come to Switch and, you know, the how they are. Not not the greatest necessarily, but this is, like, their first, like, um, hurrah into giving us, I guess, uh, games Switch owners would be a little bit more interested in if you're not a basketball fan. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it'd be good to support them for that. So it's just yeah, there's, absolutely. There's a lot of games coming out, and you know we've only got so much money, and what's going on? You know we've got to save our money to make sure we've uh, got it if we need it, and all that stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, speaking of publishers that uh, haven't really supported Switch much, we got EA with Burnout Paradise Remastered coming to Switch. This is this is oh yeah, this is too. yeah, this is one I'll be I'll definitely be getting. Just uh, this would yeah, be just perfect perfect for the Switch. Um, I miss Burnout. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> like Burnout is a series that has been missing for a long time that I've just absolutely. Missed. You still there? Yeah. No, oh, no, you just cut out then. Yeah, absolutely. What? No, I said it was a. <laughs> it's absolutely a series that I've missed. It just disappeared yeah. off the radar, and so. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Even just getting Paradise on the console would be beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be great just to sit down and play like an old classic Criterion game. Because um, 
on uh, on PlayStation Vita, they had Need for Speed Most Wanted, which was a uh, Criterion's last game before um, they formed Ghost, and Ghost took over it, uh, the Need for Speed franchise over at EA, and that was a lot of fun just playing that on Vita, just sort of doing races, getting points, just chilling out, doing doing tricks and all that type of stuff while you know you had something else going on in the background. Um, so I'll be doing that with uh, yeah. this definitely, and like yeah, for sure. With EA saying like, oh, you know, our franchises don't really suit Nintendo. It's kind of like, well, here's Burnout. That's going to suit it pretty well, I feel like. And hopefully, oh they, yeah, 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 sure. Hopefully, they see some uh, some good figures coming from this, and we see like Sims and some other franchises that uh, make a bit of sense on on Switch as well. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a free to get free to play game that uh, stood out to me, but um, Ninjala. So it's a free to play game um, with up to eight players, yeah. and uh, it, it sort of reminded me of Splatoon um, in in some ways, just how it's like a you know four and four, and the, the, you got different weapons and everything. I thought it looked pretty cool, and it's free to play, mm-hmm. so I'm a, I'll, I'll be quite keen Splatoon to vibe. yeah, I'll be quite keen to jump in and give that a go. I actually missed that it was free to play while the director was on. It was only like after that. I read that it was free to play. I'm like, oh. You realize. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, even like thinking that it might be like a, a $50 game or something, it, it, it was still on my wish list. I was like, oh, yeah, I might get that. That looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More, uh, again, it's uh, it rattles off Splatoon uh, vibes, which is uh, awesome. The character designs are great, which is uh, definitely a big bonus considering how well uh, the character designs for Splatoon have gone down in communities. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, how much of a community forms through that. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, will be cool. Um, just like maybe people that were a little bit sick of Splatoon, they got something, maybe something different to play. And um, I dare say this will be supported more than Splatoon since Splatoon sort of uh, supports uh, stopped about a year ago or so. Um, yeah. <laughs> what what'd you think of this one? So, um, that, uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is uh, <laughs> coming. That's, to that's amazing. Yeah, it's like, that is uh, so random, but um, like we, it's so random. But do you know how good that game is? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got good memories of playing that. I never actually. None of my friends had it on a sixty four, but we used to play it on on emulator at school. <laughs> that's that's where I played it. <laughs> You had it. Yeah. I never played it with you. <laughs> I don't think I ever played it with you. I just played it with like random people at school. Um, I actually think I still may have it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the, it's an awesome game. I love that game. I assume it's just going to be like a, just a, a pretty standard re-release. I don't know <clears> if they're going to like touch it up very much, but I, I would love if they did plus add it in wireless multiplayer or online multiplayer. That'd be so cool. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a hundred percent on, um, online play but they'll definitely put in I definitely hope they'll put in a like yeah switch the switch multiplayer and online play. That game is just so fucking fun. Yeah, I know. I hope they do, but I just it's wicked. Yeah. yeah. Just wicked. I, I haven't played it in so long though. It's been years since I played it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was also a very challenging game so by the time you had to try and beat Sebulba. Yes. Buddy Sebulba. Um in the last couple of matches. Yeah, so boba. <laughs> yeah, boba. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Catherine, full full body. So. Oh yeah. So I've been waiting to play that game literally since the first release. Yeah. Um. 
I've been. I was meaning to go back and play it like on Xbox 360 and that through backwards compatibility. Then um, it came to PS4 and Vita, or actually, it only came to Vita in Japan. And it's kind of like, oh well, it'd be good if it was on Switch. And now here it is. So this is like one of At- this is one of like Atlas's first steps onto the Switch, which is good. So um, even if you're not interested yeah. in this, it might be like a a little bit of a sign, like oh, it might be like the first sort of steps for maybe getting like a persona game on switch who knows probably not um that's what i'm hoping for yeah everybody but cast in a full body not only not only uh will it up your chances of getting persona persona 5 on switch uh but apparently Catherine is a very good game so yeah. we're gonna roll with that yeah it's got a, it's got some very like you know mature themes about relationships and and everything and um in the full body edition they've um added so basically, what the story, from what I understand, is there's two girls called Catherine, one with a C, one with a K. One's your girlfriend, and one's yep. the the uh, I guess the woman you're cheating on your girlfriend with. And uh, in this version, yep. they've, they've added a a third Catherine, which I don't know what her involvement is um, in this like love triangle, but um, yeah. And the gameplay is sort of like it reminds me of like a pool block. So what was that game on 3ds? Um, Push, uh, push, push, block. push, oh, push mo, push mo, push mo. Yeah, yeah. Run, run, it's kind of like that. You're sort of like, you know, you're trying to um, escape your dreams, and you're trying to like get to the top of all these blocks by pulling them out and just making your making your way yeah. up. Yeah, I haven't actually played yeah. it myself, but just from like watching gameplay and watching reviews and all that type of thing, that's what I get from it. So this is probably my time to play it. Like a like a lot of these other games, just like coming the Switch eight years later. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's it's the same for me. I haven't played it yet, but I've been meaning to play it all these years. Yeah, uh, now's the time playing it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's there's a, sure. there's a few other games here, Bryce, but I'll just get you to say any remaining ones you were excited about before before I let you go and uh, look after your your kids and watch uh, Desperate Housewives on on the YouTube and whatever you, whatever you're up to. <laughs> Um, to be completely honest with you, I really should have refreshed because I don't remember much, much more than what has been mentioned. I know that uh, Panzer Dragoon was shadow dropped. Um, when was it? On on the day of the direct? Yeah, yeah, it was shadow dropped. Yeah, they they talked about it at <coughs> E3, but they sort of went quiet until today, where they just said, "Here it is." It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested to see what the hype about that is. Um, because I hear some things that people like, uh, they're like, oh, it's a really good game. But, you know, I, I don't know how much I'm willing to invest in Panzer Dragoon. Um, so that's one thing. What else? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly I'll quickly go through the rest and we'll get through them together and you can say whether yay or nay, I guess. So there's good job. Okay. There's good job, which uh, in the press release it says, uh, in this madcap action puzzle game from Nintendo, uh, platform hilarious and challenging task around the sprawling office building to get the job done by uh, any means necessary. Alone or two player modes, a good job launches on Nintendo Switch and uh, on Nintendo eShop today. So that game looked interesting. Oh, that's right. that was the other thing. Yeah, that's, that's an indie game published by Nintendo. Not sure who the who the developer is because on the eShop it just says Nintendo. Um, but yeah, that looks interesting. It's thirty dollars Australian. Um, I haven't picked it up yet, but it looks like a fun little puzzle game um, to play. That it does. 
Um, so they had Marvel Ultimate Alliance um, 3 DLC with a... Um, what, what is it here? So it's Doctor Doom versus Marvel's first family when Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order expansion pass, um, pack 3, the Fantastic Four Shadow of Doom launches on Nintendo Switch today. So I know you don't care about that because you haven't played the game. Um, the, no. ring, ring fit, the Ring Fit Adventure update actually looks really cool and that was a net another sort of push to be like, oh, I kind of want this now. I don't know if that was the same for you. Yeah, me too. Like the rhythm game with um, yeah. Nintendo uh, music involved with it. That was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it, de- it definitely looks fun. If I ever, if I ever see it in stock and um, on like a little bit of a sale, I'm like, all right, I'll get it. <laughs> I think that's going to be yeah, yeah. They're pushing me towards it. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Arthur, what's what's Arthur trying to say, Bryce? Is he uh, been a bit cheeky there? He's saying wah 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 wah. Is that Wawa. is is that Arthur or, or, or are you holding or are you holding Wild Ouija? Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm holding Wild Ouija. He's holding what? Uh, every, everyone, just shut your eyes and imagine Bryce holding Wild Ouija, and Wild Ouija's like you know, small in Bryce's <laughs> arms, and he's like wow, 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 wow. Um, there was this there was this oh, indie game called um Shin uh, Sekia uh, Into the Depths. And for for those that pay attention to um, Apple and the Apple Arcade announcement, this was the uh, sort of under the sea uh, platform game that they sort of uh, announced at uh, Apple's conference back late or September last year. Um, it looks interesting. It kind of looked it looked boring at Apple's conference back last year, but it actually looks um it actually Nintendo the way they sort of presented it made it look a bit more interesting. So that's now on Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, I think I'll give that one a pass. Yeah, see, I'm going to give it a go, but that's only because I can get it for free on um, through my subscription with um, Apple Arcade. But um, yeah, yep. it, it wouldn't catch me enough to be like, all right, I'm going to drop money on it. But um, you know, we might be wrong on that one. Um, Star Wars Jedi Knight, no, right. Jedi Jedi Academy. Um, so yeah, I, n- I never played this one, but there's. A lot of the guys in the Discord were excited about this one. I know Jamie in particular was really excited about this. Um, but as soon as they saw the price of thirty bucks, they went no. <laughs> they just sort of um, everyone just said it was nah. Mainly because it's relatively old at this point, and I mean, like Jedi Academy is a really good game, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it's one of those games that, especially especially with what they've been doing with it, if you've seen that. Um, how they haven't changed like all the way down to like the code of like the networking. They haven't even changed that. Yeah. So Switch and PC players are getting in on each other. Yeah. So I'll, I'll read what uh, Jamie said in the Discord and everyone just keep in mind, this wasn't written to be read on the podcast. This is just him casually saying, I hope it's okay that I read this, Jamie. Um, if not, well, I'll buy you a pizza or something and I'll send it to you. Um, so He says, So my brother picked up uh, Jedi Academy on Switch and watching him play it, the frame rate is very smooth and flows very well. He, he did show me some of the speeds levels and it's just as glitchy as the PC version, but it's really only on those levels. Otherwise, the gameplay is pretty much the same. Uh, it's also pretty much graphically the same as back in 2003. Control-wise, it's interesting. You use the Z triggers for your lightsaber and blaster attacks, the D-pad for switching between force abilities and weapons, and the other face buttons for jump, interactions, etc. Uh, also, if you're playing handheld, the switch motion controls are, are, um, 
Sorry, I'll start again. Uh, if you play handheld, switch the motion controls off. Apparently, they aren't very good. Um, so yeah, there's some there's some adv- advice there as well. Um, so yeah, um, I personally, I I don't. I don't have it. It, it. it looks like fun just running around and hacking each other with everyone with lightsabers. But yeah, I never actually played it. No. Yeah. Um, in two thousand three, um, that's when I was still obsessing over um, Pokemon, and I didn't have a uh, a console, so that's probably why. <laughs> or a PC. It's it's definitely a really good. Um, it's it's definitely a really good game in terms of both single player and multiplayer. Yeah. Um, definitely one of the better Star Wars games that have ever been released. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, again, again, that price tag is probably in for it. Yeah, yeah, like it's it'll go on sale. I think it'll be like a good um twenty to fifteen dollar pickup. Yeah. Um. So there's yeah, King's Bounty, sure. King's Bounty two. Uh. So since nineteen ninety, the King's Bounty series has been influencing the evolution of Western RPGs. In this new sequel, the series is back with a fresh look and new approach. In King's Bounty 2, the graphics are more realistic. In-game choices matter more than ever, and a new character development system informs the ethics and alliances of new characters. Uh, King's Bounty 2 launches on Nintendo Switch in 2020. Uh, So this one didn't really get my attention either because of you know just the genre that it's in what about yourself do you yeah same thing i, I would have nah yeah i would have passed thought, for that one yeah i would just uh, i would have guessed that you would have passed that one and apart from that it was just a <coughs> animal crossing dlc which was um bunny day which uh lasts for 12 days so that's nice but it's not just one day and you won't necessarily miss it and uh sort of an yeah. update on the pokemon dlc which i I was actually pretty happy with the Pokemon DLC. Um, so basically, with uh, you get you get Urshifu and you go throughout. You can choose either the Dark Do- or the Dark Tower or the Water Tower, and depending on which one you go to and beat, that's when Urshifu will evolve into um, either form, whether it's Dark form or the Water form. And I really, uh, I really yeah. do like the approach they're taking that because. Once you beat the game, you can get level 100s within three minutes. It's, like, super easy to do. And when you think of, like, how are they going to balance you going into into these battles with, like, super strong Pokemon? And the way they've done that is basically they're giving you one Pokemon and I dare say they're going to block that Pokemon from being able to consume um, candies or a- any way of, like, leveling it up and making it OP. So you're just like naturally living yeah. up that Pokemon as you're going through that very particular story. So I really, I really like that. I think that's a smart way to do it. Like you have the yeah, one, sure. you have the one Pokemon, and that's what you go through it with. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> <That's>, it definitely, <laughs> um, it definitely looks like looks like it's going to be a great addition to the game. And um, like again, a lot of people complaining about. Um, the expansion path and like the cost additional to it. You've got to keep in mind uh, that instead of buying a whole brand new game, you are buying this and you are getting a fair bit of content out of it. Um, this is just way one of that content. Uh, and from what I'm seeing, it's looking pretty good. So I can't really complain. Yeah, it's looking really cool. I- I'm just looking forward to um, uh, just having a brand new wild area type area to go through. And- oh, no. Oh, Jesus, bros. That's all right. You keep talking for a minute. All right. 
I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll turn that down a bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just really looking forward to being able to go through the different areas and be able to um, just explore another area instead of just being stuck in the wild area I've been running around for the last 100 hours or so. So I dare say you're happy about that one too. All right. Have I lost you, Bryce? <laughs> Dog have. Oh no! You haven't, my friend. Oh, he's back! Thank God for that. <laughs> you had me sweating. I've got to put Arthur down to sleep. I've been holding him for like twenty-five minutes. No, fair enough. I'll let you go. I'll let you go now, anyway, Bryce. All right, buddy. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much you for your take time. It easy. Yeah, we'll do. You too. Uh, and hopefully, you have a good chat with other people. I will. Thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll uh, talk man. to you talk All to you later right. in the week. All right, buddy. All right, dude. <laughs> Catch you later. See ya. See ya. All right. So Bryce uh, had to put up with his uh, his uh, kid there for a little bit. He's getting a bit grumpy. Um, we're approaching nine o'clock our time. So you know, it's getting it's getting late for the kids. It's just fair enough. No, I'm getting a bit grumpy myself. I'm going to start crying in a minute. So. Um, so, yeah, that was a Nintendo Direct. And the last thing we have to cover is sort of the Smash news that came out. So, uh, you know, we, we heard before that uh, Sakura and the team have sort of postponed or delayed the uh, new Smash um, character coming out um, because of coronavirus. And, you know, that's that's all fair enough. That makes 100% sense what's going on. Don't risk health for... Uh, anything <laughs> i was gonna say um game development just just don't risk health for anything because at, at the end of the day health is a uh, what matters but um i think that's what made uh just getting any sort of announcement surprising that there's going to be an arms character joining um the super smash bros ultimate roster and it's going to be the first uh fighter in the new um dlc pass and i'm really excited for it and i'll like back Back in 2017, I really enjoyed ARMS. I think it was so much fun. I think the idea was uh, really unique. Uh, the way it implemented motion controls was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't as good as using a pro controller as far as getting it to do what you want it to do, but being able to like punch forward and sort of twist your wrist and see the arm or whatever weapon you're using sort of bend out and um, hit the opponent and you can you know, like sort of follow up with another one when you twist and you do an uppercut or something. It's like It was really cool. Um, and it sort of just got squashed, squashed by Splatoon. But we'll talk about that with our next guest, which is pre-recorded. Um, it's Defer. Um, I talked to him on the weekend, and uh, he was kind enough to stay up to about midnight his time um, so I could record in the morning and do what I had to do during the day. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, introduce our guest, Defer, to talk about ARMS and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So Defer, welcome to the House of Mario. How are we going? Good, good. It's good to be back. I guess I can say that since it's been uh, uh, it's been quite some time. It's good. Yeah, uh, it's good it's to be back. <laughs> been, been over a hundred episodes. For some reason, episode 20, <laughs> episode twenty five was I think was the episode, but I I can't. I was going to go and have a look, but I completely forgot actually until right now. But <laughs> I should be doing that. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Yeah. So um, how's it how's it going over in Sweden? Obviously, a lot of things in the world are. Um, bit different at the moment but how are you personally coping well right now i'm enjoying indoors way more than i did uh, just some day ago with the news that came out yesterday uh 
that uh, was related to arms. Uh, but mm. otherwise, just keeping uh, keeping um, you know keeping my mind in the good spirits. It's soon summer here, so uh, we actually do have some light outside and not just darkness. <laughs> that, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, because we're we're in summer over here at the moment in Australia, so um, we've got plenty of sun yeah. still. Just it's um hard to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but so, for for those that don't know that haven't listened to the House of Mario since you know episode God knows what, um, mm. just introduce yourself a little bit. You know what you're all about and um, why I've brought you on as our arms expert. Yeah, sure thing. So um, I dedicated most of my life, I would almost say, for uh, the length of maybe two or three years when Arms was released to to the game and the community. Uh, I made a podcast about the game initially. I made a esports team for the game, uh, and uh, I traveled around the world to the tournaments to commentate. Uh, uh, the tournaments and also I organized a bunch of tournaments so I guess uh, everything that's been <laughs> related to the game I've uh, if it, if it's been like community related I've had mostly some hand in it uh, so I've been involved in many fronts and uh, now since a while after I, I've started actually working in esports uh, from kind of the, the stuff that I did from arms so uh, it's been it's been something that has been uh, something that I've cherished for uh, quite some time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome because like you've basically transferred um, your passion of esports and video games into like a full time job, which is you know really really cool. Yeah, it's uh, I, so I worked with games, game development before, but oh, right, uh, yeah. doing all of the, yeah all, doing all of these kind of tournaments. Uh, the streams and everything uh it actually led me to a job as a content manager at the esports uh, company right now so i uh, you know i couldn't be happier that there's not a lot of people that get that chance to turn their passion into actually something that you earn money from uh so i'm i'm super grateful and uh yeah that's that's why i'm kind of so happy right now <laughs> yeah so what what just uh, I guess pivoting before we get to arms, what type of games do you work with at the moment? What type of competitions for what games do you organize? Yeah, sure thing. So I uh, the the company is called G Loot and the brand is called GLL and uh, pretty much the the main games that we've worked with is uh, mainly PUBG our player announced Battleground, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've also started to include Auto Chess, which which is a part of the new Auto Battler genre, and also Apex. Uh, so it's different from uh, the fighting game, but it's still uh, you know very much esports in that regard and. Um, it's uh, it's been actually like a learning experience for me too, since I haven't been too involved in those games previously. Now it's something that I've gotten to learn uh, through work, actually. Yeah, yeah. I guess jumping from the arms community or the Smash community, which is you know, pretty tight together, I, I, would, I would imagine that yeah, jumping to Apex Legends or PUBG would be just a completely different vibe of what you're used to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I did I did. Uh, I have Capeman tabs on uh, StarCraft and Counter-Strike and all of those scenes before, so it's uh, it's not completely, uh, you know, foreign to me, but it's definitely different to work with. And uh, uh, it, it just, you know, FGC is still at that level where it's very much so grassroots. Uh, a lot of the initiatives are made by the community still, 
Uh, it's starting to change, but uh, it's nowhere near where esports is for games such as PUBG or or Apex. You know, uh, EA and uh, these big corporations like pumping in money into yeah. events and sh- such things. Mm. So I guess uh, after experience with that, and now that Nintendo is sort of showing uh, that you know they, they want to push arms a little bit, whether it's because of just because of the Smash character or because they are ramping up for an arms too. Um, hmm. How did this news feel? Uh, well, how did you feel about this news when it dropped yesterday in the mini direct that uh, you know they're, they're shining light on arms again and there's going to be a brand new Smash character, which we, we don't know who it is, what character in the roster it's going to be, but how did that make you feel initially since you were so close to the game? It was unreal, to be honest. I it's It's kind of hard to put into words how much... It means to me. Uh, I almost had to like preface that when I told like relatives and close to me, like, "Why are you so <laughs> freaking out about this?" It's like, "Yeah, well, this this game actually means a lot to me." Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's making me super happy. It's one of those things where uh, I think people that were involved in Arms for quite some time they kind of lost hope in a in a way that they didn't expect anything to come after a while uh they nintendo kind of stopped um the initiatives around arms uh and then it just kind of went silent so this was such a complete surprise because uh you know when uh, smash ultimate uh, was initially announced also uh, they had some arms content in the game so I think most of the community never expected that more stuff from ARMS would be added into Smash, um, you know, with the assist trophies and Mm. uh, uh, the spirits. Yeah, the spirits, they're called. Uh, So it's been been great. Like, I think uh, now we... It feels like the sky is the limit from where the the community standpoint, because now it suddenly feels like... Maybe we can do something with this again. Uh, people are starting to kind of flock back as well. So it, it's a lot of things is happening this week. It's uh, very crazy. Yeah, I guess with also like the free trial for the game, it's going to be a great time to sort of um, maybe get the community revved up again and get new people in because they can literally go to the eShop and just download the game. Um, so Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that's that's gonna be a really interesting thing, actually. Like uh, the the tur- they have a turn. They announced a tournament uh, for North America. They did one uh, an online tournament, I think, a year or two years ago, uh, and now they're doing another one, which is uh, I think the last time I checked it had over two hundred twenty signups from for North America. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of timed with the trial as well. So people are going to be able to play it for free and then they're going to see how the best players in the game are playing in it for you know this tournament that they have yeah um so when they when they announced the the character or maybe um just that the the will be an arms character in the game when they just said all right it's going to be one of these characters uh we'll tell you in june or coming up up to june uh what character do you personally hope it is or will work the best in um, Smash Ultimate? It's very interesting. I, I, I like I'm looking at the picture right now where they did uh, announce that and because uh, they're displaying all of the characters and um, 
when I've thought about Smash DLC, I've always tried to look at it from a like Nintendo company perspective, and uh, like how they've announced the previous characters so have always been mm. almost always been this kind of switch and bait thing. Uh, and uh, personally, I would hope for Springman because that's the main character that I've used throughout the years. But uh, I th- I'm almost expecting. Either that it's gonna be Biff, which is the you know the mascot of the game, yeah. uh, which wasn't a playable character, uh, or uh, maybe even a new character, and segueing that into an announcement for Arms Two, because the timing is so strange right now that it's it is isn't doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. really make yeah, it doesn't mm. really make any sense. Uh, in t- like for them to do like, another season of DLC for this game, it's. It, yeah. it's Nintendo, so you never really know. But uh, it in, in a in the, historically, it doesn't really f- uh, feel correct. So I, I, I'm of course I'm always hoping for Springman, but I'm almost thinking that it's going to be either the mascot that they're going to turn into a character, or that uh, they're going to make a new character. Um, and that could be done in several ways, but. Uh, I have no doubt that they'll make it interesting. There are so many mechanics that they could uh, play around with to kind of implement into Smash, I think. Yeah. I don't think it would be Springman just because he's already uh, an assist trophy in the game. Yeah. Um, yep. And I the, guess... Yeah, 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 I agree. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the other characters are like a lot more interesting because I guess Springman is like your typical character that you would probably... Um, Oh, he's the, he's the mascot of the game. He's a bit more, you know, vanilla compared mm-hmm. to the other characters who have like really different attributes to them. Um, but what you yeah. said, what, what you said about Biff maybe being in the game that would be really funny. Like saying like it's one of these characters, and then like Biff's in the top corner. And you're like, oh no, it's actually him. It's none of these other characters. Um, yeah, I because I, I I think the the main reason for I'm not thinking that it's actually one of the characters is because they haven't really had any any. Uh, this they haven't really been displayed in marketing in the same way as Springman has and Biff. Mm. So the other characters have, you know, they're included, but there's never really been like, you know, a marketing cutscene video including them or anything yeah. like focusing on a specific character. So I just find it hard to see why it would be, you know, why would it be Mechanica instead of Min Min or um, mm. yeah, anything like that. I wonder if I wonder if it's just going to come down to Sakurai being like, all right, this is the character with the the um the characteristics that I like and sort of the moves that I can see working into a move set. So maybe that's what he will um see. Um, you actually you you retweeted something pretty interesting, which I hadn't actually seen any, anywhere else. I hadn't hit my feed until you retweeted it. But this is a translation from um Sora Sakurai's uh I guess Twitter account. And the, tra- the translation at least says, a new fighter from ARMS will join Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Despite this special request, it is very uh, difficult to stick to the rules of the game as well as find the right balance while maintaining the spirit of ARMS. Prepare for a fighter with an entirely uh, original mechanics. So that's uh, that's one of the most interesting things to me, that we might get a character that isn't just your like your typical character where you do like a, a forward smash, which is like a big arm that comes out and does a forward smash or a B, which or a special move <laughs> yeah. that does like your, your typical thing you might expect from one of these characters. 
we might get something where you even like use the triggers as each arm or something. That's that's what it sounds like to me, where you're actually like really using the mechanics from arms into Super Smash Bros. What, what, what do you think about that when when you first yeah. saw that translation? Yeah, like initially when I thought about it, the 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 first thing, so the 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 kind of key points that they focused on when they marked arms from the beginning, because that's mostly what I'm kind of basing that on, is that. The, the fact that you can customize your character with different arms uh, mm. is one of oh, the right. yeah. w- one of the main things that they pushed of in the beginning. They I I don't know how many thousands of combinations that you can have for one character, but you can switch the arms out. So, um, in uh, when when you first start the game, you have three different arms for a character. So I could really see them doing one of these things that uh, you know when they go an extra mile to how they treated the hero, for example, a mm. uh, hero from the Dragon Quest series when you have the down B special attack is you bring up this kind of selection menu from Dragon Quests to do different magic spells. And I could definitely see um, arms being some kind of, you know, down B where, okay, there you can either you switch out the arms or you can select a different arm or something that gives you a different, uh, maybe an element to your attacks or like a wind box for the you know, some certain attack or something like that. Uh, that was what I initially thought. Then uh, I saw <laughs> another Swede, uh, Leffen, uh, who streamed a bit of arms uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he was saying that maybe they were trying to implement the the motion controls into smash which oh, is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i yeah i could just see people's wrists are gonna break from that i think there's a there's a reason that the, the motion control works in in arms because of its simplicity and a streamlined way but some of the mechanics in smash is gonna really uh hurt people i think if they do that i it could be but um other than that i i'm i'm interesting to see like the focus has always been about the camera being behind the character um so uh, maybe it's something i, I don't yeah, think that, i don't think they'll go that far i think that's um no no yeah. no and i'm just saying in the sense that uh instead of thinking about uh the characters moving on a 2d plane maybe they mm. can move like closer or further away from the screen like helix can kind of uh shift his body left and right maybe you mm-hmm. can dodge in a different way then i'm not sure that's uh uh but either of those kind of three i would kind of imagine it to be like something focused around arms uh maybe something con- controller related or uh, the movement of the character. Yeah. I do really like the sound of uh, being able to equip different weapons to your arms like in the actual game. I reckon that'll be fantastic. Whether I think the, probably the best way for that to be like, I was thinking the same as you is like, like a down B select from a menu, but in the actual mm. ga- in the game itself, you're not able to change your uh, arms during the actual match. So I would imagine mm. it'll be like on the character select screen. You might have like, a few to choose oh. from, and you choose from them there. I would imagine that would probably be what they might go yeah. for. Not sure. It's kind of like, kind of like I guess Pokemon Trainer, where you can like rotate who you start off with first, who comes at the ball when you uh-huh. start the game. 
that's maybe, I maybe didn't that even think of that, but that's actually a legit thing. Uh, that's that's. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, you know, hold a quote for you if that actually comes true. That yeah, that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Uh, I always also think whenever they add. Uh, wacky DLC for Smash is that the pain for the actual designers to implement all of these things is like I, I saw some tweet of someone who's just like okay how how is Kirby going to adapt to that and I'm like I don't <laughs> I don't know man I, I, I just feel bad for the programmer who gets that <laughs> that assignment it's almost yeah. like I'm wondering if they have a specific Kirby uh, QA person or something because yeah. so many things could probably break from that I remember um, Sakurai, whether it's in an interview or something, just talking about the DLC characters, but then he brought up like how much of a nightmare it is to like make a character and like, all right, now we've got to go back to Kirby and fit it into Kirby as well. <laughs> I was like, I wonder yeah. if like he's like really regretting like, why did I make uh, him uh, copy abilities? Maybe I should have just taken out in this one and just made him suck him <laughs> in and spit him out like DDD does. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's hard because it's like the... Kirby is like the the original character for Smash, right? Like one yeah. of the some of the inputs is from Kirby, so yeah. it's always been there. So it's hard to escape from. But yeah, I I, I can definitely imagine him having a, a second thought about uh, that decision <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. At the same um, time, though, like you know, Kirby's Sakurai's baby, so he's probably quite happy just yeah. to make him one of the you know, most yeah. unique and cool characters. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, for it being the one of the lower tiered characters from in most people's eyes, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a se- separate topic and discussion uh, for sure. Yeah, depends who he's versing. If he hits a good, uh, yeah. <laughs> good special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. So, is, are there any other little tidbits you'd like to um, bring up as regards to uh, the arms community and Smash and um, what's going on? Yeah, I. I I think um, so. I mean, besides the you know, you know the kind of theories that comes with these timings of the announcements, it's very much the uh, when I think there was a comment initially that they wanted to have arms in Smash from the get go, but they couldn't because uh, it came in too late into the process. So that it actually got in now later. Is something that I do strongly believe suggests that something more is on the horizon. Um, that's why I'm kind of not, um, you know, uh, I'm considering that it could be a new character and a new game because yeah. I think when the character is implemented, it's around where E3 was supposed to be. Uh, so, and that's usually when Nintendo has other big announcements. So, but that's just mostly theory crafting um another thing that i kind of was thinking about that i don't i don't think because i think a lot of smash players when they heard this announcement they were kind of you know why arms uh <laughs> as you said when, when we started up you know there was a game that they played for a week and then they stopped and yeah. they never heard anything about it of course that's not true from my perspective but you know i i'm i'm uh, i'm okay with them thinking that uh it and uh I think another thing that uh, Smash players might tend to forget is that um, when ARMS was released initially for the Switch, there was an initiative in Japan to have 
competitive tournaments for the game hosted officially by Nintendo, which was very, very different. Uh, it was one of the first times where, uh, you know, they've had Splatoon-related things, but this was very much, you know, a fighting game tournament where you can win. Um, you won, a, like, this big wrestling belt. Uh, and they had these different locations in Japan where they would host these tournaments. Um, and uh, Smash kind of took that spot uh, when it came out. And uh, I think um, I think a lot of kind of what ARMS did was like a testing grounds for Nintendo when it came to competitive viability of how do we work with eSports. So I don't... Uh, I, I can definitely see there also being like... Um, you know, a, a further progression from Nintendo to test those things uh, with maybe a smaller brand uh, or IP such as ARMS. Mm. So, um, uh, like, because I, 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 I've seen a lot of hate from the, the like, uh, Smash community of, like, why is this character in? But nice. um, I, I think, uh, I think um, the way Nintendo is progressing to kind of try to understand the esports and working with competitive tournaments in general, uh, ARMS, um, people should be a bit might be a bit grateful to ARMS because that's how they tested a lot of things initially. Uh, hopefully that's some a good sign of Nintendo continuing to do that because I would love to see more competitive stuff uh, coming from Nintendo. Yeah. Like I do, I do feel like they could be like trying out ARMS because it is, it will be like a bit, it will be smaller than Smash and they will have to put less money in and they can sort of work it out from there and, obviously build up a game that doesn't have as much, I guess, uh, of a fan base, obviously, as Super Smash Bros. does, mm. or you know, or even yeah. Splatoon, which is huge in Japan, where they're trying to get that tournament mm. going. Um, what you said yeah. about the sequel, though, I think I think what we are seeing is they wanted to get this information out now um, in mm. March. So we're thinking about ARMS. We can have access to ARMS. We can play it. We know that the next character is going to be uh, ARMS character. We're all talking about it. We're talking about it on this podcast. We're talking about it on Twitter. It's starting to pick up. Then in a couple of months, um, whether it's like just before the character launches or just before uh, the month before, whenever it's going to be, I think they're going to be like, all right, um, here's here's the character or here's a brand new character. And and yes, they will confirm a brand new game, um, Mm. ARMS 2 or whatever it's going to be. Because, you know, it came out in 2017. It got sort of overlooked because Splatoon came out the month after. So a lot of people mm. with their brand new Switches did play the game for like a... They, like I played it a lot and when Splatoon came out, I was like putting my time between both and yeah. it sort of like uh, f- fizzled out from there for a lot of people except for your, you know, mm. yourself and the community you're a part of. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's been three years. So it, se- it seems like if there's a sequel, um, three years would be a... The expected gap yeah, between it all. Yeah, a, a decent chunk of time, and I think mm. you know when if you look, I think uh, a lot of stuff is very in, especially in hindsight when you look at how Nintendo presents stuff throughout the years and when they present them, and how they follow up on stuff like how they did with Splatoon and Splatoon Two. I, I just see too many similarities to uh, not imagine that there would be a sequel or. Maybe even, you know, a straight up like ARMS Deluxe like they did with Pokken and with Mario Kart and, you know, because they, they keep 
uh, reusing ideas in a in in a way they they kind of come up with a concept they polish it and then they use it for several IPs so uh, i it's a it, but i'm not going to be too optimistic that is just a dream scenario to like think about a sequel but mm. uh, it it very much feels like it in if you look at how they've done stuff previously uh with announcements of sequels or redux or deluxe versions of games yeah like it's, it seems like this marketing they're not trying to push the existing game because they are giving it out for a free weekend i don't know if they're trying to make you say all right i will go and buy arms three years later i think they are sort of working towards something else that's what it seems like to me anyway um mm. but just to just to wrap up um if we do get an arm sequel um what would you like in in a sequel as a as a hardcore player Ooh. That's like the, the the best question you can ask anyone that is like invested <laughs> in these types of games. But uh, I definitely would like to see. I I think what people have asked for the most is just more content to kind of understand the world of Arms a bit more, so they can latch onto it longer than uh, Arms like the f- mm. initial game. Um, personally, I'd like to see a bit more of uh, complexity, adding a bit of complexity in mechanics whether that is uh, wall jumping teching if you fall down um maybe even skins for the game you know anything to just kind of deepen it but it, because i think they really found a core uh loop of the game that it works so well that mm. they can now expand upon that and add new new things that they couldn't uh, or felt like they couldn't with the the initial game so um mechanically or world building uh but i i you know i have no doubt that uh, nintendo is going to be do it well uh the online part of the game is even better than what people are used to in Smash. So, no, I'd hope so. Uh, I, I was actually, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's very also some uh, like a forgotten topic, but the the way the ranked system works and how. how oh, that was fantastic. Have... Yes, I do remember now. Yeah, that was um, yeah, like absolutely how... perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of things that around the game, like the systems that they implemented of uh, just peer to peer. And, you know, if if you lag in Smash, you have like a PowerPoint slideshow. You don't really have that in ARMS. And mm. uh, you, can, you can play in super long distances and have decent games uh, with people online, which is, uh, dare I say, like unusual yeah. for Nintendo <laughs> games. Uh, so, uh, and just... <laughs> Like if I if I was in some kind of upper management, I would just be like, keep up the good work to uh, Yabuki, who is the producer, mm. and uh, I'm I'm sure that'll turn out fine. Yeah. Um, personally, what I would like to say is just what you said about just adding character and world building. I think uh, what made Splatoon stick uh, was just like mm. the hub world and being able to sort of exist in that area and sort of get an idea yeah. about what what Splatoon is because if. Like, for example, if it was just like arms, you know, you boot up Splatoon and then there's just like a menu where you can go to do um, like a battle or you can go to the story. <laughs> yeah. It would be like yeah. a lot. I don't know if the personality would have come across as well as it has because of the hub area. Um, I think mm. arms would benefit like 
just kind of copying Splatoon in that aspect, just being like, all right, you're in this area. You can choose your character. You run around. You can do messages through what what kind of seems like Meverse but isn't Meverse anymore. You can do all these types of things. You can go up to this person, talk to them. You can get like a – you can like unlock different arms through doing things mm. and going to talk to him and – maybe like a single yeah. player story where you can sort of invest yourself in those characters more. I think it would really benefit from just sort of what Splatoon 2 has done. Yeah, yeah. I, I just just to finally add on that to that because I really agree and that's one of those things that if that were to happen, we could, we would definitely look back and say, well, they did that in Splatoon and they tested it and then now they're doing it in this game because that's how a lot of the decisions and stuff that they've implemented in games over the years has been more becoming, well, they did kind of test that in the other game. Oh, okay, well, now it's coming here too. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I could definitely see that, you know. Hell, why not a character creator, you know? Oh my God, yeah, that'd be cool. Especially since it's so yeah. customizable anyway with the different arms, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I want to thank you very much for your time today, Defer. Uh if you'd like to, if you'd like people to check out your work and your Twitter and all of that stuff, where can people find you? Thank you for having me on, first of all. And uh, you can find me uh, at Defur, D-E-F-U-R, on Twitter, Twitch, and uh, I guess Instagram too. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, check out ARMS. There's tournaments happening online all of the time in most regions. And I have... Uh, you know, I'm very confident that you'll find some other people to play with, especially these days. Yeah, I reckon I'll I'll jump back into it. I reckon have a few games. It, <laughs> it kind of just like reminded me, like, oh yeah, that game's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when play when people are playing it, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show and defer. Have a good one. And we're back in the future. Hope you uh, hope you enjoyed the interview and all of that uh, fun stuff. I'm saying fun stuff a lot. I know I said that at the start of the episode, but uh, i got to be honest, sort of doing this by myself this week, uh, sort of stumbling a bit. I felt like I did a, you know, all right job last week, but it's stumbling a bit, a bit tired, a bit all of that. But w- with all that said, I think uh, we might skip Reggie's rec room for this week. It's already a, it's already a long episode, so I don't think anyone will um, mind that, even if they, I don't know, if, if anybody got to the end, uh, let me know because I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, whenever I like do do a podcast, I it, I it reminds me of like writing a letter, putting it in a a bottle, throwing it in the ocean. You just assume no one's going to see it, but if someone if someone reads it, that is fantastic. That is a plus. And if you hear back from that person, that is fantastic. And that's what I see doing this podcast and uploading it to the internet. It's like putting a uh, a letter into the to the ocean. So thank you very much for listening and uh, I hope you enjoyed. Um, It's been an exciting time for Nintendo uh, just with the direct and everything and just uh, good times, good times. So everyone, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 137. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review on iTunes. Make it five stars for goodness sakes. Don't just don't test me. Don't test this, ladies and gentlemen. That sounded a little bit aggressive. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm not an aggressive person, but, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do to, to look after my family, you know. Don't don't get in the way. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at iDruby. You can follow uh, the show at The House of Murray. And you can follow Bryce at IV Revan. And you can follow Defer. I should have... Uh, 
Um, oh, we actually said in the interview. I don't, yeah, I did too. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up quickly. I know he said. Um, so you can follow at defer underscore. So D E F U R underscore. You can follow him there, and he's a really good follow if you're interested in the esports and uh, sort of a a sub community of um, esports players. It's really interesting. Um, I really enjoy just like seeing his videos for Arms and Splatoon and everything that uh, he's a part of. So definitely worth a follow. Go and check him out. And um, this week's... Uh, sorry, I'm all over the place, guys. I, I really am uh, apologetic about it. But this week's Nintendo Jukebox is a Super Mario Galaxy Gusty Gardens remix. It's by QMU Music and it is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. So, until next week... The doors to the house of Mario are closed. Catch you later.